Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe along with my co-host, John Cooper. And uh, apparently, we had the same thought process to wear orange today. Yeah, at, not that we're U-Pike Seals or anything, which they're having a pretty decent year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, you know, the coaches over there were nice enough to send it to us, so we're going with the NAI gear whenever we have a chance. Um, we have Reinhardt and Faulkner stuff. Um, anybody looking to send us some stuff to show up on here, let us know. It's a good way to get your team visualized. Now, we're on YouTube and Twitter right now. If you have anything, guys, or monitor in the chat, we'll take some questions if you got any. Answer it to the best of our ability. We got a great show tonight. Okay, We're talking about the top 25 teams that got upset. Oh, man. We're there, know, some of them. Talking about some FCS versus NAI matchups. Everybody's dream to uh, play that FCS team. So, uh, Corey, man, let's get started. So, uh, first off, we need to thank some sponsors. Um, first off is Fifth Quarter CFB. Um, they care enough about small college football to make this happen every week. Uh, they love what we do and want to see us continue. The second one we have for you tonight are some new friends. From Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft, you'll be seeing a video from them, not tonight, but we will be posting it up tomorrow. It's already on our website, right. NAIFball.com, if you want to go take a look at them. They've got a lot of uh, uh, clothes and, and, and other uh, apparel that you can uh, look at on their website, and uh, we'll be definitely working uh, closely with them just to make sure that they... Uh, Get on, get on the show what they want to get on the show. Right. And, you know, we're like the PBS of Twitter right here. Supported by viewers like you. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate the likes that we're seeing coming up. But let's dwell right into it, Corey. You know, we had a lot of upsets. And we're going to focus on the one in the Mid-South Conference. Oh, man. We got Kaiser out West Palm Beach playing Reinhardt last week. Kaiser ends up winning that game, a defensive game. 14 to 12. And I got to say, we said on the show last week, Corey, but I think the Eagles of Reinhardt were looking ahead of that in state FCS matchup this week against Kennesaw State. And the Seahawks, over by Coach Sosha over there, got up on them. This is the second top 25 win that uh, Kaiser's had this season. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, Kaiser was able to stem that rushing attack from. Uh, from Reinhardt um, and, and keep them to keep that in, in check. I mean, yeah, they Reinhardt rushed for 287 yards, but they limited uh, Billy Hall, the quarterback for Reinhardt, to 71 yards passing. Right. And we just got a comment talking about William Penn, the statesman's big upset over right. Baker. We're getting there. Holy cow, what a great way to go one and three. Oh, and when we're looking at William Penn's schedule, they have a chance to go, you know, six and four, seven and three. Very favorable schedule. That's a sleeper, definitely there. Upsetting, upsetting Baker. And uh, so, you know, Kaiser, getting back to the Kaiser-Reinhardt game. Corey, you got some stats for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, to me, this game was decided by the turnovers. And uh, Reinhardt lost a fumble. Fumbled actually twice, but lost one. Um, and in a game like that, that's that close. You know, it, it comes down to who plays the clean game. Uh, Eli Matthews for, for Kaiser passed for 200 
117 yards. Um, leading leading the receiving attack was was Jalen Arnold with four grabs for 99 yards. Caleb Walls added a touchdown on on four grabs as well. Right. Um, I mean that's that's a game where Kaiser threw the ball real well. Reinhardt threw the, uh, ran the ball real well. And at the end of the day, it's it's whoever makes the least amount of mistakes. And, and I think it says a lot about Kaiser because Reinhardt is a physical ball club oh, that likes to run it the A, B, and C gaps. And if you can withstand Reinhardt's rushing attack, you're pretty daggum good if you can win a game Absolutely. against Reinhardt. So let's go to the next one. We got Evangel and Culver Stockton. Coach Heppel and the boys over at Evangel skate through, get a victory, um, win 16 to 14. We had talked about Evangel last week. Um, this was their first game against a team with a win. Right. Um, so we were real interested in how Evangel would play against a Culver Stockton team that had thoroughly dismantled uh, Movau the week before. And listen, guys, you know, Evangel, that was a tough game. You look at that game on paper and you're thinking, this is just Evangel going against Culver Stockton, same old, same old. Absolutely not. You know, you had the quarterback over there, Corbin Markham, okay, who was the player of the week for NAI by every outlet, not yeah. only the NAI itself, but also us throwing for over 500 yards. We knew that would be a tough test for Evangel. He threw for over 283 yards. He just didn't take care of the ball. Yeah. And I think this is going to be where a year where Evangel just heavily relies on that defense, which that's what they're known for. That's what the Crusaders are known for yeah. is their defense. So I think they keep skating by as long as that defense keeps getting the stops and keeps getting turnovers. The next game was Montana Western versus Rocky Mountain. I think this was a surprise just because of the score, how lopsided it was. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you look at two teams that were ranked right next to each other, and, and you would think that maybe the score would be a little bit more even. And and I, I don't know for sure, but I wonder – if Rocky didn't let Carroll beat him twice. Right. I, I'm, I'm wondering that, too. I'm, I'm eager to see how Rocky bounces back this week with Coach Stutz. You know, <laughs> he's first-year head coach over there, but he's a veteran guy in the sense of just being around football. So I'm really see, eager to see how they bounce back. They got a top-ten opponent this week, but there's no need to feel sorry for yourself. You got to get right back on it. Now, to me, this was surprising, just because you don't see a Georgetown team 0-2. 0-2. Loses to Kentucky Christians. Shout out to the Knights over there in Graysonville, Kentucky. Okay. Georgetown goes down to South Florida to Lakeland. Takes a big lump from Southeastern. Tell you what. The fire is blazing. They lit him up. The fire is blazing. Okay. Southeastern. The running back, the name watch out for is Brian Bell. I was down at the Down and Dirty camp with all the NAI schools this summer, um, all the NAI Florida schools, and I just asked some of the Southeastern coaches about him. They were like, he is the real deal. So, you know. I've got a highlight for you to put up after the show on, on him just making Georgetown look silly. Our, our top plays are coming up, guys, I promise. They're not on the show, but they'll be coming this week. Okay. Oh, somebody just said they got an offer from Campbellsville. Congratulations oh, there. Congrats. All right. Now, what's I'm eager to see, will Georgetown, I don't know if they find four or five wins this year. they they got to figure out a way to bounce back. I mean, you, you've you got a team that has that much history and that good of a head coach. Right. They're going to find a way. Right. And, you know, back to Southeastern, Coach Bearfield over there, 
He's a veteran guy. All right, he has Southeastern absolutely rolling. 635 yards of total offense. That's, That's hard to do on air. That's hard to do on a video game. 635 yards is absolutely insane. So Southeastern is always an offensive juggernaut. It's eager to see how they'll do if they make the playoffs, which I think they will. Will they get that first playoff win in program history? Another interesting thing about Southeastern, Corey, mm-hmm. you know, um, just about two years ago, they had uh, they basically had a Division One coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's paying dividends now. Yep. I think that really set the standard. And for you high school guys out there, I mean, I'm not recruiting for Southeastern at all, but if you get a chance to get to Lakeland, Florida, and see the Southeastern campus, which is associated with the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, no, they're, they're uh, not. They're, they, they are um, crap. If you hadn't said that, I would have. I thought they were had, Southern Baptist. No, they are not. Okay. They are um, crap. We'll fact, we'll fact check that. Yes. But I will say they're associated with somebody, a Christian denomination. Yes. Uh, they have beautiful facilities. Assemblies of God right there. Okay, thank you. Assemblies of God. They have a Chick-fil-A in the food court. Okay, absolutely. We're going down to a game this year. Actually, we're seeing them play away. But we're we're going to get to Lakeland soon enough. But Southeastern has has it absolutely rolling. I tell you what, I cannot wait for October 19th. Right. Kaiser. Southeastern in West Palm. That's going to be if both of them stay. Kaiser's second year, the rivalry is about to happen. But, anyways, Corey, let's get to the top 25. That's what the people want to see. They want to see our media's top 25. All right. Just so you know, guys, this is just not me and Corey making a top 25 here. Okay. We have different media entities that are involved in this. This is non biased as possible. We have the Champion Sports Network. We have Oklahoma Panhandle Sports or Oklahoma Sports.net. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Oklahoma Sports.net, Champion Sports Network, the JV Sports Show out of Arizona, and then we have 406. We have 949 Helena. 949 Helena, Montana. Okay. This is as unbiased as possible. Different views, different viewpoints of the NAI. So when you see these rankings, it's just not me and him in our mom's basement. We're not broke. But what I'm saying is we're not nerds <laughs> just making up rankings, guys. All right? So let's go ahead and unveil the 20, 21 through 25. We, we got some – with all the, with all the uh, upsets going on, there's, there was some movement going on in here. Right. Starting off with Briarcliff, who makes their debut in the poll at number 25. They've been lurking in the receiving votes category for a couple of – uh, for a couple weeks now, they're three and one out of the G Pack. Um, we'll see how the Chargers Chargers do. They've got a couple of difficult games that they're going to have to play. You know, the person, the team that's most excited about them entering our top twenty-five has to be Morningside. They don't have too many top twenty-five games left to play against, besides maybe Northwestern and a few others. Dort really let them down, but Ryan Cliff, if they keep climbing, they have to be happy about it. And the Chargers. They have a pretty favorable schedule. They have Morningside coming up, but they get Hastings, Dort, and University of Jamestown in the season. No worse, Briarcliff should be seven and three at the end of the season. That's what I'm calling. You would think. Number twenty-four is Carroll. Carroll is back. NAI royalty is back. They're two and one. 
you know, they had that slip up against Montana Western, but they're they're showing some stuff, Corey. They are absolutely stiff on defense. They dominated Rocky Mountain as well. It's going to be interesting to see how they keep developing. The next one is Sienna Heights at 23. Now, I have waited for them to get in our poll. You've been voting for them for weeks. I've been voting for you guys for weeks. I know how good of a program that's over there. They are the Mid-States Football Association. They're on the Mid-East side. Their schedule is about to pick up. If you want to climb the pole, Sienna Heights, you're getting your chance. You got Marion, Concordia, and St. Francis all about to happen. So if you want to be the top team, you're going to get that chance. Number 22, Baker. I'm surprised they're still in the pole. Baker falls precipitously after taking that second loss to a now 1-3 William Penn team. Um, Baker's got a hard road to hope. At, at this point, if they want to get back into it, yeah, they want to get in the play. They're just in the. I hate to say it, but they're just in the wrong conference, wrong division right now. That's that's going to be tough. Yeah, and and road doesn't get any easier for Baker. Number twenty one, Southeastern, is still lurking in that twenty to twenty five range. We'll have to see what what they can do. But after seeing what they did to Georgetown, it won't be long that they're that they're no. I, there. I I I think Southeastern will be a top ten team when it's all said and done. Think so too. At number twenty, we have the Langston Lions. Uh, they come away with a with a victory this week. Um, you know, we're, we'll just have to see. Coming up, you're going to have to play um, Ottawa, Arizona, and that's really going to be, I, I think, think, your deciding game in that in that conference. That's the game everybody's looking forward to in the Sooner Athletic Conference. The SAC is kind of isolated over there. Our guys from the JV Sports Show covers it really well. Um, you know, I would like to see some KCAC and SAC matchups coming up. You had Texas Wesley and Kansas Wesley in play earlier this yeah. year. I would love to see more of that. But Langston's still a little bit of a mystery. They've had some struggles there. They had a KCAC game earlier this year with yeah. Pearson where they won by one point. Okay, So it's, it's really interesting to see how they're going to do. And – they have a tough game with Ottawa, Arizona coming that's, out. That's going to be a war, and I am looking forward to it. Number 19 moving up after beating uh, Rocky Mountain is Montana Western. The Bulldogs getting it done this week, going to 3-0. and um, Really and truly, that return game to Carroll, that's going to be, that's going to be the game to watch. Oh, I, there. I absolutely agree. And that's the toughest thing about the Frontier and what makes it the most unique conference in all of college football, not just the NAI, but all of college football, because they have that round-robin schedule where you're playing majority of those teams twice. I mean, if I'm Carroll, Montana, Western, I'm not going to want to see each other twice. Not hardly. I mean, one team could knock you out of the playoffs, yeah. in all honesty. So Frontier is one, one of the weird, unique conferences, but they take their history all the way back to the 1930s. So that's a really rich conference there in history. But uh, go ahead with our next team. Number 18, Reinhardt drops down from 10 to 18. Um, they're going to get their chance to, one, impress the voters this week. If they can, if, if they can beat Kennesaw State, they're going to have other games. They've got a game against Southeastern coming up that, that they can really redeem themselves. Um, they're still a road back for Reinhardt. Um, and, and with their style of play, 
Yeah. They've got a, they've got a shot. I would say Reinhardt's one of those teams you kind of look forward to playing that FCS team just because they like to grind teams out. Um, I know they took their lump this past week, and then you got Kennesaw State that already played an NAIA team with Point Georgia this year. Um, absolutely dominated them. But Reinhardt's not Point. Yeah. They'll get after you. And no disrespect to the Skyhawks over there at Point because they are improving this year. But Reinhardt has the ability to grind teams out. Um, if they just take care of the ball, yeah, they I, I would say they have a shot. But Kennesaw State's absolutely legit for an FCS team. So congratulations, Reinhardt. You're getting your paycheck. You're getting your money. But try to go out there and get a win. If I remember correctly, and, and you might correct me on this, last time they played Kennesaw State, they beat them. Really? I, I think so. Someone fact-checked me on that. But I, I think I remember uh, – Coach telling me that when I went up there and, and chatted. I wouldn't doubt it. Kennesaw State is a new – well, Reinhardt's new as well, so there's no yeah. excuse for Kennesaw. But um, I look forward to that game. I, I think Reinhardt has a true chance to really grind it out. They take care of the ball. They're one of the most physical NAI teams, so I'm looking forward to it. At number 17 is the team that vanquished the Eagles, uh, the Kaiser Seahawks. Um, again, what have, what have we not said about, about Kaiser at this point? The boys at West Palm Beach have it going. Their second season in the NAIA, and they legitimately have a playoff spot. I'm telling you, that Reinhardt-Southeastern game later in the year, that's going to decide that Sun Division playoff spot. I think both of them, they need to just keep winning, keep winning, because they might sneak in an at-large. I think this year in 2019, with the way the playoff system set up, <laughs> which for our listeners, if you don't know, it's very unique that, you know, if you win your division or conference, you know, some of them don't, some of the conferences don't have divisions, but if you win your division and you're ranked in the top 20, you get, you're in, you're in the playoffs. So there's only so many at-large spots to go around, and it varies on how good the conference champions are. So... So you have to be really elite to get that at-large spot. It's just best to just go ahead and win your division and take care of your own business. Absolutely. Our regular season in the NAI is like a playoff within the playoff. It just it's one of the most beautiful things. So uh, at number 16 is Bethel. Uh, they, uh, they have get another win this week. And, you know, watch out for the Wildcats. You know, Coach Jasper over there, they had a bye week. Okay, they have right. a bye week, right? So they have a week to get better. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. They struggled a little bit against Warner, and you know, if you're going to be a contender for the playoffs, you can't struggle against teams like Warner, who has a first-year head coach over there in uh, Lake Wells, Florida. But you know, I'd like to see what the Wildcats and McKenzie, Tennessee, can do when they get more into their division play. That's a that's a tough division over there they play in. Absolutely, they go to point this this week, so. Uh, so that's a, a good chance to to kind of see where you are, see where that bye week took you. Um, looking at the top 15, uh, Dickinson State comes in. I believe they had a bye week as well. Um, coming in, um, you know, that loss against Rocky Mountain, it looks looks worse and worse yeah, at I, this point. I'm, you know, the great thing about Dickinson is you're isolated. You're going to win the North Star. You're going to be 9-1. Unless something crazy happened. And, well, we don't want to discount the boys at Waldorf. No. Okay. But what should happen, you've won the conference the past four years. You usually dominate your in-conference opponents. 
it's time to get better. I mean, literally, that's all it is. So, like, when you play that out-of-conference team in the playoffs, you stand a chance. Coming in number 14 is Ottawa of Arizona. They keep just slowly but surely climbing the poles, climbing the poles. Yeah, and their quarterback was the preseason player of the year for the Sooner Athletic Conference. His name escapes me right now. Jalen. I, I don't remember off the top but, of my head. I just remember him lighting up. He threw like for 400 yards his first game. Yeah. Um, but the JB Sports Show over there will tell you whatever you want to know about Ottawa, Arizona. And here's here's the telltale sign. Austin McCullough. Austin McCullough. McCullough. Thank whatever, you, guys. Folks out the name out. escaped us when it's not in the notes. The champion right? sports had, had her back over there. Too. All right. Hey. So, Austin McCullough is absolutely dominated points. And here's the telltale sign why well, I know Ottawa, Arizona is good. One of our friends over at Ottawa, Kansas, who's in the same curriculum as Ottawa, Arizona, it's kind of like UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa. You know, you got the elite team, and then you got the, the Conference USA team. And Tuscaloosa is mad that they're taking away that Birmingham, not even that much. But, you know, there might be a little bit of rivalry in Kansas and Arizona, even though they don't play. But when the guys from Kansas say, hey, that Ottawa-Arizona team is pretty legit, you know they're doing something right. Absolutely. Number 13, we've got uh, Evangel the Crusaders go to 4-0, get that good victory over a team that, that has a little bit of a resume behind it. I think if they win um, this week, they're probably top ten. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Next up is, is Cumberlands of Kentucky. They are two and zero. They had a um, they had a good game this week, um, uh, and they face Union. You know what's weird about Cumberlands Kentucky? And second year in a row, they finished nine and one last year, and they did it as basically as silent as a nine and one team can do. And they played Benedictine to the limit last year, the team that made it to the national championship. Um, you know, Cumberland started out with two Sun Division opponents. They had that war with Ava Maria, which Ava Maria is a lot better than people think, the Catholic school down south in the Sun Division. Then they had Weber. I think we're waiting for the Pikeville-Bethel game for, to, see, to see where Cumberland's really is, to see that test, to see that measuring stick. But if they get past Bethel, and Pikeville. And you never know, Cumberland, Tennessee could give them, they're in our top 25 this week, correct? They're receiving votes. They're receiving votes. Could give them, but if they can get past those two teams, you have Lindsey Wilson waiting for them at the end of the season. <laughs> Such a reward. Such a reward, but their schedule is very favorable where I think they go under the radar to that Lindsey Wilson game. That's, that's a distinct possibility. Number 11, falling just out of our top 10 this, uh, this week is St. Xavier. There's, there's, there's no shame in, in no, the loss. and and I know we clown division three teams a lot. It's very saturated, which I shouldn't clown them at all. There's a place everywhere for somebody to go play football, you know. But they played one of the most elite teams in division three has to offer. Wisconsin Whitewater. I think I told you today the past ten years that them Wisconsin Whitewater and Mount Union has won eight of the ten national championships for D three. And then the branch off of Baylor University is one of the other two. So there's no shame in that loss. But 
playing in the Mid States Football Association. There's no time to feel sorry for yourself. They're on the good side, Dad. <laughs> They're on the Midwest side, but still, it's a tough conference either way. It's a tough road. It's it's a tough road. So, our top ten. Lindsey Wilson comes in this week into the top ten. They are having just a really consistent season. They they've done everything that they, they needed. They've to do. done everything. They put up seventy three points last week. Cameron Dukes went off the chain for Lindsey Wilson. Coach Oliver has a uh, has it really going over there. So yeah, for them, they got to prepare for Bethel. They get a bye week. Um, you know, Bethel had that great year last year. That you know, it's a good thing that your bye week's here. Even though I don't think Bethel's as good as they were last year, that's a great time to have it. They got Bethel and then Cumberland, Tennessee. So two two measuring stick games. Absolutely, and if if they win those two, you know you're you know you're going to position yourself really well for the rest of the season. Uh, number nine, College of Idaho, comes up into the top ten. As when well. you return twenty starters, you should be in the top ten. And they're on. This has got to be at least a ten game winning streak at this point. Yeah, for, absolutely. For, for College of Idaho, absolutely. So if you didn't know, last year College of Idaho started out zero and five. Are, yeah, 0 and 5, and then they ended up winning the rest of their games. So, but they returned that many starters, they should be that. Absolutely. That's going to be that's going to be the test there in in their conference. Right. I absolutely agree. So, number 8, the Grandview. What can you say about coach Woodley and his defense? They're absolutely impressive. They're suffocating everybody. They're suffocating everybody. We said we found out with Baker Earlier in the year, they absolutely suffocated Baker, held them to three points. I think until they get, do they play Benedictine in the regular season? I'm not sure. Okay, offhand. offhand. So I know they're in the same conference. Grandview is going to be very interesting. I think they were the 2013 national champions, and I think Grandview pretty much sells through their season unless they play Benedictine, and that I'm not sure of. But while Corey's fact checking me, let's get with the Raiders, the Red Raiders of Northwestern. You know, this is the year of the Raider court. If Northwestern is the beat morning side, it's got to happen this year. It's got to happen. You know, with uh, morning side losing Solsma, Niles, and Xavier Span, it's got to happen this year. We were a little bit worried. They kind of skiffed through the games earlier, but it seems like they're back on track to their usual self. And they get a bye week to prepare for the next opponent as well, like, like they really need a yeah, um, absolutely. Now, um, going back to, to Grandview for a second, they uh, they play Evangel this week. This week, wow. And then go to Atchison, Kansas to take on the Ravens. So the, we'll see how real Grandview is. Absolutely. Grand, Grandview, uh, I would absolutely love to see y'all put a dent in our top five. Absolutely. I would love to see things shaken up. But let's go to the next team, Marion. The rivals of St. Francis, number five. What can you say about them, Corey? They're they're just doing what they're expected to do. Absolutely, they are just keeping on with with the Marion standard, and uh, we'll see here come October. Once you have that round robin of St. Francis, Concordia, um, Marion, and yeah, it's, tough, it's tough to judge mid states without knowing. But, I mean, Marion's handled in business. They beat Trinity International 55-0. St. Ambrose was their earlier game, 49-14. 
we won't know really about them until October 5th when they get to St. Francis. But you think about this. You've effectively got three teams from the same division in the top six. Yeah, and I think it's going to really shake things up. Those at-large spots are going to be hard to come by. They really, really are. So, let's look at our top five. Concordia of Michigan, they claimed their first NAIA coaches poll top five. They've been in our top five for a while. Right, and deservingly so. Absolutely. You know, they've been rushing the crap out of the ball. They had a very interesting start of the season. They played Division Two Kentucky Wesleyan, went over there, took care of business, and they had all of the Nazarene, the Victory Bowl champions of last year, took care of business again, grinded them out. Um, you know, they got St. Xavier this week. I mean, it's on our games to watch. It's going to be tough. So, it, like I said, Mid-States is going to be its own measuring stick. Yep. So, at number four, we have Kansas Wesleyan. They get their first big test of the year coming up this week. Um, so, we're, we're going to have to see. Yeah, well, we got Ottawa, Kansas coming off a loss. They dropped out of their top 25. You know, Kansas Wesleyan, what can you say about that community over there? I mean, they supported them for three, four home playoff games last year. Yep. So, and the game is, I, I like to say it's, it's at Kansas Wesley. It's at Ottawa. It's at Ottawa. It's okay. At, it's at Ottawa. So, at they Ottawa. Gotta, so they got to go travel to Ottawa, Kansas, and play that game. You know, we'll have to see because, you know, the running game travels. Right. Obviously. Well, and then Kansas Wesleyan has all this star power over there. You got Shaq Bradford off the edge that has dominated record books. He hasn't even graduated yet. Okay, getting so many sacks after sacks. You got Demarco Pruitt that pounds the ball, and then Johnny Photo, who is just as efficient as anybody. Yep, getting the ball to his receivers out in space, making them look good, and he has a great vertical passing game as well. I mean, we saw a little bit of tidbits and clips where he has an arm. Yes, and and you know the national perspective of the KCAC is that they're undeserving. But I think after Kansas Wesleyan's run last year in the playoffs, I Kansas Wesleyan, they're, they're here to stay. The Coyotes are here to stay. Absolutely. We just After you go through and you lose photo, yeah, and you lose some of the pieces to that offense, uh, you know, you, you've got to show that it, it, it wasn't just a one-hit recruiting class. Right, and – you know, last year was Kansas Wesleyan's best season since 2002. I think that was their first KCAC championship since 2002. But uh, it's, I, I think that what they're building over there, because I followed them heavily with recruiting. You know, they love posting those WWE videos with their recruits, which is absolutely awesome. And if you post Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring, uh, choking down an adult beverage, uh, I, I mean, in this in AI is really Christian, but – you know, it is what it is. But I, I absolutely would love Kansas Wesleyan coaching staff. So I think they got a great program going over there. Absolutely. Number three, um, you'll notice our top five doesn't change a whole lot until we get into this early October. We've got St. Francis, um, you know, coming off uh, a, a bye week, I believe, they they had yeah, I think St. Francis came off the bye week, um, and they and they go to play St. Ambrose. Uh, so that'll be a little bit of a measuring stick between them and Marion. Um, well, we just said like in a couple weeks they got we'll know Marion. for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll know, know for sure. The the mid states will work itself out absolutely. 
Number two uh, is Benedictine. They have the 30 rushing touchdowns in four games. I feel bad for Clark. First year program. Poor guys. They got romped over. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. I played for a program that was recently new, and we took our lumps at Cumberland's Kentucky there in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Lost 77 to 7. Two years later, we beat them. Exactly. You see what the standard yeah. of greatness is. That Benedictine O line, I don't know what they're feeding those kids over there, but they are sure paving the way. Oh, and, absolutely. And it. They they are absurd. We had we had a couple of, of Twitter votes for their entire offensive line to be all, be all, our offensive players of the week. Which, as an offensive lineman myself, you know, I almost went for that. I, I had to fight them off, guys. I had to I, I had to do it. Um, and of course, number one is Morningside. Um, they get a bye week this week. Um, what can you say about the Mustangs that we haven't already said? Um, you know, we'll, we'll see who they are later on this season when they play uh, Briarcliff, when they play Northwestern. You know, and somebody just asked about what our thoughts were about the Ottawa-Arizona game and Wayland Baptist. Um, Wayland Baptist better be ready to defend the pass. Ottawa-Arizona loves to air it out. And Wayland Baptist needs to have more success on the ground. If you're having success on the ground, you're controlling the clock. Keep Austin McCullough off the field. So, for my suggestion on that, you better stop the pass and you better run the ball. Now, 417 Helmet Stickers. This is our sponsor. You guys have seen it where we've had the helmets right here, the miniature helmets, the big helmets. You can do any one you want. The defunct high school you went to 40 years ago that you won a state championship at four years in a row, he can do that as well. 417 Helmets on Twitter. Follow them. It's a great addition to your man camp. Absolutely. And so let's take a look at the offensive helmet sticker. There was no way we could go to anybody besides LaShawn Rule. You, you almost rushed for three bills and five touchdowns. Yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. I, get I believe it. both of those are actually school records for all of that. That's Ron Dane type numbers at Wisconsin. Yeah, like that's that's uh, Ricky Williams in his prime. Yeah. I so mean, congratulations, Absolutely. And, and, you know, he was an AI player of the week and absolutely deserved it. So, There's great things going over there at ONU. Really are they? You know, we talk about the mid states a lot, but we don't talk a lot about ONU. They have a great coaching staff over there, and they'll get after you too. I tell you what, they gave Concordia all they wanted until yeah, twenty-two to fourteen outlasted them. Right. Um, defensively, we have our first two-time winner of our helmet stickers. And he just won like two weeks ago. Yes. Wow. But when you have two scooping scores, you gotta win. You gotta win it. Especially against uh, a top twenty-five opponent. You know, uh, shout out to um, that was that was actually a hard choice for me. Our other choice on that was um, Dakota uh, Southern's um, defensive back Wyatt Sanford. Right. We had three picks in a game. That was that was that's, kind of hard that's for tough. Me. But when you score twice, Joe Crusado, man. You gotta have it. Gotta have it. You gotta have it. So congratulations, Joe. Now, here's the what we titled this week. It's revenge week. Absolutely. So, you know, if you can get it on the screen behind us, I don't know if it's still working. All right. But the games to watch this week. Kansas Wesleyan versus Ottawa, Kansas. 
Okay, let's let's just go ahead and pick. You know, we have our unranked ranked matchups. Let's go ahead and pick. I got Kansas Wesleyan grinding them out with DeMarco Pruitt. I think Ottawa, Kansas feel sorry for themselves for losing last week to a team they shouldn't. I got the Coyotes. I'm going to take the Coyotes as well. I think it's going to be closer than you would normally see in, right. in, in that matchup. Um, I could not really name a game of the week this week. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, so I'll, I'll tie, I'll tie the, the, the second two. Concordia, Michigan versus St. Xavier and Grandview versus Evangel. I think that St. Xavier is going to be mad coming off that FCS loss, and they're going to give Concordia all they want and maybe a little bit more. I have St. Xavier pulling the first top five upset of the year. I'm going to stick with Concordia, and here's why. I think Correll Jackson gets fed the ball. Concordia is very balanced. I, I really think it's a very close game, but I, I got Concordia. Then Grandview Evangel. Um, Evangel gets another stiff test um, to, to prove whether or not they belong in that top 15 spot. Um, I think Grandview's defense wins this wins this game for them. I agree. And I think Grandview's defense just puts their offense in such a great situation. Ben Ferkins, they've been very efficient this year. Um, you know, he can throw on you as well. He put up 325 yards against Mid-American Nazarene. He did have an off game against Central Methodist, but, you know, I really think that the Grandview defense over with Coach Woodley is going to be put in such a great position. I think they grind Evangel out to maybe like a 21-7 to type game, 21-10. College of Idaho goes to Rocky Mountain to – if they're not mattering Hornets right now, right. the fact that they have back-to-back losses after getting off to such a good start, then then they're going to be in a, in a bad spot. But this this game is really going to um, go away to deciding uh, who's going to come out of out of out of that conference. Right. I I, I have college Idaho winning. You don't return that many starters. Yeah. Not have a special. Year. I got I got the especially. Yogi's too. If you have a team that's down, you better kick them while they're down and not let them up. Right now, Rocky Mountain's down. They're trying to get up. I, I think Coyotes, Coyotes over there just kick them down. Keep them down. You got Kaiser going to Tennessee. That's a heck of a bus ride. Yeah, and, you know, as somebody that went to, from Montgomery up to all the way in Kentucky, um, you know, like Kentucky Christian is right there, basically on the West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky line. So used to those long road trips. But uh, in all honesty, it doesn't really phase these guys as much as you would think they would because they're having such a great time with their friends and stuff, teammates and brothers. I got Kaiser absolutely stomping Cumberland, Tennessee. I think that Kaiser feels that emotional game against Reinhardt. And I think that Cumberland sees the chance to jump into the top 25, um, being right on the fringe. Right, and I think they reach up and they bite Kaiser. Right, I love Kaiser, but but they have to watch out. This is the most dangerous game. Right, I have a lot of respect for Coach Mathis at Cumberland. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm picking against you, Coach, but uh, if I want to come to Lebanon, let me come to Lebanon, Tennessee, scout you guys out. But I have Kaiser absolutely stomping them. I'll go with Cumberland. Okay, I'll go with Cumberland, we'll, and we'll see who who they are if if they're for real. Then we have Reinhardt going over to Kennesaw State. Again, if Reinhardt 
uh, is feeling sorry for themselves, then this is going to be a long day. Yeah, I think this, you know, the disadvantage of 65 scholarships against 28 scholarships, um, Reinhardt has a huge offensive line. I think they pound it between the tackles. I think Kansas State makes adjustments. I think it's close for the first quarter, and I think Kansas State takes over. I'll take Kansas State in it. I'm going to say it's going to be a tight one. I, I think Ryan Hart shortens the game, beats Kansas State up between the tackles, that hard-nosed play uh, that, that they want to run for Ryan Hart um, ends up making, it, making Kansas State really uncomfortable. Right. Now, here's something we want to mention before we wrap up the show. We are in talks with a radio show, we'll keep it anonymous until it becomes official, um, to do an NAIA program for the in-state schools, we'll say South Florida, because it is in South Florida, to do the in-state schools cover and NAI in general. If you have a radio station in your town, your city, where you guys are from, and would like a radio show pre-packaged, pre-recorded, going over this week's games, okay, in your team situation, we are going to try to take advantage of that. We're not looking for anything special. We just want to get 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 the word of NAI football out there. Yeah, I mean, doing a, a YouTube, doing a a Twitter, and all that stuff is great. But you know, you stumble across people when you're out on the airwaves, even if it is early Saturday morning on AM station. Right. So I think this would be a great opportunity for us to introduce more people right. to the brand of football that, that we talk about and love. Right. And uh, another thing that we just want to mention on personal notes, um, you know, we do it for the love of it. Um, I'm a high school football coach here in south of Tallahassee, Florida. We're 5-0. and We got a huge district game this week. My partner here, he is a dad. He has a full-time job in IT. I think uh, just to let you guys know, if you don't think we're as active as we should, okay, just letting you know, we, we do it out of the love, okay? And, I, and I'm very grateful that, that my job lets me do as, as, much, as, as much as I do right. um, between the hours of 85. That is right. phenomenal. And before we end the show, let's talk about you, Pike, for a little bit. They reached up they and beat Kentucky Christian. Coach Holland over there gets a win against Corey Phipps, the upstart out of Graysonville, Kentucky, which he isn't an upstart. He's been in the game for a long time. But they are now on a two-game winning streak. They stumbled against Murray State earlier in the year, 59-20. to Then they had the stumble against Reinhardt, which was an overtime. Reinhardt might not even be ranked if you Pike wins that game. They, they're probably not. That was very close. That's, that was a telling sign of Reinhardt when Kaiser came up. But they've beaten Bluefield, and then they've beaten Kentucky Christian. They are on a roll. Now you have a bye, bye week before Cumberland's Kentucky. I'm telling you, things are looking up for the Bears of U-Pike. Absolutely. Then you've got Georgetown, which you don't know what you're going to get with Georgetown being, being 0-2 at this point. Um. You know, before you get a couple of good games down the stretch with Lindsey Wilson, Cumberland, Tennessee, and Bethel, Tennessee. Yeah, there's there's no rest over there for the no, Bears. It's really but not. we can tell how much improved they are. But, guys, we enjoyed you staying with us. We're up to a 13, 14 mighty listeners on 15 <laughs> on Twitter right now. 16, we appreciate you guys lasting. We started out with like 80. 
So if you're still here, you love NAI football just like us. We're up to 10 on YouTube right now. We appreciate you guys. Look for the tweets tomorrow. We're going to get going. Absolutely. We're almost halfway through the season, get to that halfway mark. Guys, we appreciate you. John, Corey Thorpe, stay classy.